turn the music down. I always, I have a tendency to do that these past few days. Just keep playing music, and then I'm like, I'm going live, and I'm like, oh, I should turn my music down. Okay, so welcome to another episode of Pillow Talk with Kate. With yours truly, Katherine Eiffel, as the host, me. And today we're going to talk about the psychology behind affairs and whether or not it's a self-sabotaging behavior and how you just, like, one finds themselves in an affair. And I will be sharing my experiences and I just want to preface that I have written about my experiences. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen them. If you haven't seen them, you can fall down the rabbit hole that is my Instagram and find the instances where I've written about them. Um, but I haven't actually shared this stuff live. So this is a first for me. Uh, it's a little bit more vulnerable of a topic than what I was expecting to do. and. It's a little impromptu, so this is also going to be the last live that I do of Pillow Talk with Kate, and then I'm going to go back to the original format, which is like filmed, and I've got characters, uh, just to make it a little bit more fun. But for today, I want to just be real, raw, and honest, because... Yeah, affairs, it's a tough topic. It's taboo and no one really wants to talk about it. There's a lot of shame and guilt associated with it. I know because I've had... Okay, I'm just going to rip the bandit off. I've found myself in three different affairs throughout my 30 years of life. And two of them were at the same time. And yeah. So I'll get into that later on. The reason why I wanted to talk about affairs is because I believe it was on Tuesday I made a Instagram post. Um, hold on. No, I'm not drinking coffee. This is licorice and like a smidge of peppermint tea. That I actually made it like 2 p.m. today and it's still warm. But it was like scorching hot when I first made it. So, um, so yeah, I'm drinking it now. And, alright, the reason we're talking about affairs today is because I made a post on Tuesday where. I, again, just said that I know what it's like because I found myself in two different affairs at the exact same time, and here I was. I was in a monogamous relationship at the time, so hence why I'm a little vulnerable and nervous to share this topic with everyone who's watching. Who will see this. Um, this is not something I can say these things with a smile 
on my face and not cry about it now because this was years ago. And it actually took me a very long time to, one, come to terms with that I even did that and that that was a time and moment in my life. And second, I've cried so much about it and I've purged myself of it. I've also had conversations with all the parties that were involved um, separately, some multiple times, some once, and some of them just never want to talk to me again, but I also don't want to talk to them again. So but like I've done I've done the work to leave that stuff in the past and I know that that's not who I am now. So that's why I can say this without uh, the waterworks coming and wavering because I like when I speak about it now, it's hard for me to think even that I was at a state in my life that I was doing that sort of behavior because I don't resonate. I, I don't resonate with who I was um, anymore when I was doing those things. So that's all part of the growth process. And after I made that post on Instagram, I actually received a request for a coaching call because I had mentioned I had affairs and that was one of the things she wrote this person wrote um I will say she because yes I also work with men but the majority of my my clients are women and I feel like if you follow me enough you know that about me so I, I'm not giving anything away by just using the pronoun she um so she I had said that she wanted to speak to me because she was drawn to the fact that I openly stated that I had had affairs and she hadn't met anyone who was um, in a state to talk about it. And over our call, you know, we dive, we dove into a lot of different topics. And one of the things she asked was whether or not I think affairs are a self-sabotaging behavior. And I said, so I loved that question, and it's a slippery slope, right? So I, I do think, yes, they can be a self-sabotaging behavior. Does it start out that way, necessarily? I must say, no. And here's why I'm going to say that. Um, I also just want to say I'm doing this live because I know that if I were to talk about this uh, and film it and then edit it, I would edit out a lot of parts that I just think are probably, that I know are going to help people, um, just to kind of save myself that vulnerable, that vulnerability there. Um, so that's why I'm doing it live because I'm not going to touch it, I'm gonna hit end stream and then just post it and it's gonna be there and yeah, so whatever happens, happens and it's meant, whoever sees it, it's meant, they're meant to see it. Um, 
So if at any point you're watching this and the things that I say like really strike a chord um, or you feel compelled, DM me. I will put um, the ways that you can contact me below in the details after all this. Um, or if you're really feeling gutsy, you can put it in the comments. But if I was having an affair years ago and I saw this video, I would not be posting this shit in the comments. But hey, we're all different people. Um, so back to it. This lady, she asked if I thought that affairs were self-sabotaging behavior. And yes, I do think they absolutely 100% can be self-sabotaging behaviors. But, does it start out that way? I don't think it does. At least not for everyone. And everyone is different. Everyone has a different story. And I'm speaking from firsthand experience for myself and also what I know that I've seen with clients, what I've helped them through, and also family members that I have worked with. Um, so, yeah. In my experience, an affair, typically you don't troll looking for an affair. You're not like on Google being like, how do I get into an affair? I'm gonna go to this website and just start looking. Um, some people may do that, and that's going to be a topic for another time. I'm not going to touch on that right now. Again, another time. In my instance, was not looking for this. Either one. And I found myself um, in, like I said, two different affairs. And I'm going to preface, one was a physical affair. Yes, there were feelings involved with that affair as well, um, which made it uh, hard to end and hard to want to quit um, because it was, there were those feelings. And the other one was a purely emotional relationship that I found myself in and we, we did not like touch. We would barely even hug at times. Like we wouldn't hold, we didn't hold hands, we never kissed, we didn't do any of that. But that person was in a, um, we were both in monogamous relationships. The guy who I was in the emotional affair with, we both had our significant others. And whenever there was an issue in our respected relationships, the two of us would come and like vent to each other about it. And then we built up this like rapport and both of our significant others were bigging up on this and we're like, oh, we're just like friends. And at the time that's really what I thought it was. And then like years later, things kind of came to light in a, in a very different way. And then I was like, holy fuck. Um, so yeah, that was an affair. And so I was having that emotional affair and then I was also in this physical affair and the guy, um, he 
was uh, married, had a significant other, and was also a family man. So those aspects play in. Now, like I said, I wasn't looking for this, Me either one. But I found myself in those instances because my current relationship was lacking in those areas. And I didn't know that until these other things, these other, um, these other options were presented to me because, uh, I didn't, that relationship, I really, really, really cared and loved for the person that I was with, um, uh, we had a disconnect emotionally and it, I always wanted to go a little bit deeper and, um, into my feelings and the feelings surrounding the relationship and that what I just, my partner wasn't meeting me even halfway. So that was something that took a toll on me. And then here I was, I had this really good friend, this confidant that I could confide in and who was there for me. Um, and I was the same for him as well. So, uh, that it that escalated into its emotional affair. It did not start that way, um, but it just kind of like elevated with everything the two of us were going through in that time. And then the physical affair happened because I didn't feel desirable to my partner. I didn't feel like he looked at me in a desirable way. And it was very much just like a systematic thing or so it felt to me. And I'm a very passionate person and I didn't realize that I was missing that or even lacking it until this other guy showed up in my life and literally just like showed me that was possible. And um, so that's how those things kind of showed up naturally in, in my life. So when you find yourself in those instances and you find yourself in an affair, it's often because you are lacking something in your current relationship, whether or not you know it or you're even coming to terms with it and accepting it. So I knew that my current relationship wasn't best. Um, and then those things happen, and when you, when that happens, you don't necessarily know what to do. And I was also in a very sad place in my life. Um, I was working, I was going through a possible career change at the time because I was coming to terms with the fact that didn't necessarily like the line of work that I had gotten myself into. And I 
was just going with the motions because I had been trained in it and given more of a decade of my life to that type of work and didn't want to, wasn't ready to give up. But at the same time, I also wasn't fulfilled in that career. And I also didn't have a close knit supportive friend group. I had co-workers and acquaintances and a few close friends that I had from school and just like other work avenues that I would hang out on occasion. And when I would hang out with my coworkers, it would always just be like going to a bar after work, waiting for the traffic to like die down before we could all go to our respected places. And that was very toxic because you, the work environment I was in, super fucking toxic. And then we all get together, all of us coworkers, sad employees in this toxic environment, get together drinking. So we're venting and complaining about the day and drowning our sorrows in, in booze. And that's not a healthy behavior. That was very toxic. And that was something that I did for years. And that's also how one of the affairs started. And um, I did. I felt so alone. I it was very unhappy in a lot of areas in my life, and I didn't know. I didn't have people that I could go in and confide in. Because even my like close friends, I felt judgment from. And a lot of those people, I actually don't talk to you anymore. Um, and it's not because I, I dislike them, because I don't. It's just that we're in different parts of our, we're just in different lives now. And I don't uh, resonate with where they're at. And they don't feel the vibe that I'm at. And so no hard feelings with them. And now I know that I wouldn't get into an affair because there, I have so many supportive people in my life. Um, and I've literally revamped my whole entire friend group practically. And I have like the best tribe of friends and soul sisters and soul brothers. And so, like, I know that if I really got into a very sad place, I have so many people that would catch my back. And that's another reason why you can fall into affairs is because you don't have a support system. You don't feel like you have a safe space to vent and share your feelings openly and be open and vulnerable with people without being judged. Because I didn't even think... I. No, I didn't have that in any of the relationships I was in. And yes, I you're probably like, um, but Kate, you just said that you had an emotional affair. Couldn't you talk to that person? And, you know, I actually couldn't. I could talk to them about my relationship and their relationship and uh, work shit, but... Uh, there was just a lot of things that I couldn't tell that person and that I needed to hold back or I don't know if I needed to hold back, but I did hold back because I didn't feel safe. And I felt that there were topics that were off limit and I know that there were. So 
not having a solid support system can also be a reason to have an affair. And I want to go back to initiating an affair or going into an affair because you are feeling neglected in some area of your relationship. So when an affair opportunity presents itself and someone is telling you is like telling you how much they want you and how beautiful you are and how sexy you are and you're like I'm not even freaking doing anything. I'm just like I'm being me. Like you're seeing me throughout like various parts throughout my work career and that is like it's kind of nice to be seen in that way in that environment from an outsider and then when you start these affairs like once um you cross the that boundary because it all happens we're humans you know we don't Emotions, first of all, feelings aren't logical. Like, you can't be logical with your emotions because you're going to like who you, who you like and you're going to be drawn to the people that you're drawn to. And we thrive on that. So when we start to get a spike of dopamine and endorphins from our feelings, we are going to lean the fuck in, especially if you're in a sad, depressed, depressive, upsetting place in your life. You're just going to go into it because you're going to feel so good. It's going to be an adrenaline rush for you and you're going to want to, you lean into it. And then once you get over the adrenaline rush, it's the misery sets in. You're like, what the fuck did I do? And it becomes a constant battle. Um, I mean, if you, depending on how moral, what your moral code is. Because for me, it was a constant battle when I um, realized the scope and that, and that I was in it. There were, I can't tell you how many times I tried to end them. Like, there were multiple long conversations about like about how these things couldn't happen again and then that conversation would end and things would happen again and uh, in the moment in the heat of it all it feels great because nothing else freaking matters except the two people right then and there and then it ends and then reality sinks in and it hits you hard and it hits you hard almost worse every single fucking damn time <laughs> and i don't if you've never been in an affair i don't recommend that you do it because no one should have to experience this um and but it is very common and i know this because i've done research on it and when i was going through this time in my life i was questioning a lot of, uh, about lust versus love and whether or not you can actually have unconditional love and 
this leads into another larger reason as to why you can get into affairs. The way relationships have been framed in our society with the media, we have been told to believe that each relationship we're in, whether it's a romantic relationship, platonic, or relationship with family, all comes with a set of rules, right? And it's like the ground rules, like you're in a romantic relationship with so-and-so, you need to do this and be completely faithful to them and only them. And then if you have a wavering eye at all, then you are already cheating and have done wrong and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you shall only be, it shall be a 50-50 with that person at all times. First of all, nothing can truly be 50-50. Hold on, I need some tea. I might start talking fast because I've already been talking for 25 minutes. I don't want this to be such a long episode. I say this about all my episodes and then they're like 45 minutes an hour. I don't know to tell you, I'm a Scorpio. I make a lot of pauses in my speech patterns for dramatic effect and also to catch my breath and like drink tea. And then when I get really excited, I also talk really fast. Um, so you have these conditions that society is more or less placed on this relationship. And then you get really hard on yourself because you're like, fuck, I was looking at that person and I'm like, that person across the table is really fucking hot. And like, does this mean I'm cheating because I'm looking at someone? And so you get really hard on yourself and you beat yourself up. You don't feel it's safe to tell your partner, so you don't tell your partner. And then these things build up. And then before you know it, you're, you've found yourself in this affair. And first off, as humans, um, humans aren't actually designed to be 100% faithful. I'm just going to take a deep breath and let that sink in for a second. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. Do research. Go into ancient civilizations and research uh, the relationship dynamic in ancient times in whichever civilization you want to pick. Uh, what I did, I started writing a paper on it for just my own clarity. Yeah, I was writing my own research paper about marriage and uh, the relationship norms in ancient times and about marriage. So first of all, marriage was never actually something that was done out of love. It was something done as a compromise, either between different um either between different families to bridge a gap and come to a compromise and understanding uh, or to for the two families to work together and be like, well, you have this land and I have the animals that you want for livestock, but if we can uh, make an agreement with our families, then we'll have our livestock live on your land and you can profit you will let you share our livestock because you're giving us the land for them. And uh, 
that's what it started about. So it wasn't always about love. And because of that, there was always a lot of, um, there were a lot of marriages that had mistresses. Um, and I want to come up with a really good term for a male mistress. Um, I call them misters, which doesn't make sense because you have like, that's what you just call a man. You address them as a mister. Um, so I do male mistress or MM, then it was like the candy and yeah, so you see it anyway, I'll figure that out on my own. Um, or if any of you guys have ideas, drop them in the comments. So it was common for married couples to have their own mistresses and it was maybe your spouse knew about it and Maybe they didn't, but it was something that was just expected. Um, and people knew it, and you can, that happened a lot in medieval times. And um, a marriage was also a way to unite countries, you know, looking at royal bloodlines. And there's a, I think royal families are gonna be faithful. <laughs> <laughs> Find me one royal family that was faithful to each other um, without ha without having sex with their servants or their mistresses. And that's another thing is um, orgies, man. So if you were married, since you'd have orgies with your spouses there and you're not sleeping with your spouse. So humans by design are actually not designed to be faithful to one person for their entire life. Some people can be, and that's fucking great. You should take great pride in that. And that's what you should strive for in your relationships if they are monogamous. Some people have open relationships and believe in the whole polyamory aspect. Uh, that'll be another topic for another time. It's here strictly affairs, and affairs are monogamy. So, <laughs> we're only going to talk about the monogamy relation, the monogamous relationships. And uh, so, with that said, in modern society, we put a whole ton of pressure on ourselves to be faithful. And when we start to have a wandering eye, uh, this is actually going to be another topic that I'm planning a another pillow talk on. And I'll go more into it for, because it's an instinctual thing. It's in our instincts to not be faithful, like to have multiple partners and having one partner for a lifetime goes against our natural instinct and that's why so many that's a main reason why so many people find themselves in affairs does that justify it no I'm not saying that so I don't want anyone to think that like this is carte blanche to get into an affair because my advice to anyone who is 
who hasn't entered an affair and you're like this close, you have the person, you've been talking to the person and you're like, oh, the next time I see him, I could totally see how it could go that way. My advice to you, don't see that person. Talk to your partner and say, look, this is how I'm feeling. That's going to be a rough conversation to have. Yeah, 100%, 1,000%. It's not going to be easy. But after, in hindsight, 2020, what I know now, I would have preferred to not enter into those affairs and handled it differently and talked to my partners and been like, hold up, something's not right because I'm about ready to cheat on you with so-and-so. So like either we need to like fix this or it's time to like call our relationship because it's just not right. So that's my advice to anyone who is like about ready to start an affair, but like trying not to. Grow a pair, set down your phone, stop texting, sexting the other person, and have that talk with your partner and be like, look, just being real and honest with you, this is where I'm at. And like, I'm tell them how you feel. I don't want to put words in your mouth about them and what, and what you're thinking about the relationship. Um, honesty is the best policy. And... The truth isn't always pretty. Sometimes the truth is freaking ugly and I feel like everyone in the world right now can resonate with that statement given everything that's going on pan with the pandemic. Um, okay, so that's kind of weird. I was in the middle of a sentence and my internet cut out. So I don't know if that live is actually saved on here. I'm gonna hope it did. Maybe not. Um, so in case it didn't, um, I'll recap. I'll recap real quick. You can find yourself in affairs because one something is lacking in your relationship and you don't realize it until another opportunity presents itself and humans are driven on emotions and emotions aren't logical feelings aren't logical you can't make your feelings you can't make logic out of your feelings or your emotions all the time you have to allow yourself to feel your emotions and figure out what you're going to do and if you found yourself in an affair and something is lacking in your current relationship, most likely the other areas in your life aren't doing too hot. And you are either anxious, sad, upset, depressed, like there are other mental processes that you are experiencing during this time, which is why you're looking for, which is why you're pursuing this outlet, right? And once you're in that, it becomes like it's an adrenaline rush because it's boosting the dopamine levels, your endorphins are firing, and it's a rush. You feel you feel significantly better when you're when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it. 
And then when it ends, reality sets in and it hits you really hard, like a ton of bricks. And you're like, what the fuck did I just do? And it becomes a cycle because, because you're so, you're in this mental state. It's very unclear. It's foggy. It's scary. You know it's depressed. And rather than taking the initiative to change your lifestyle and rip the Band-Aid off and upset your significant other by saying, like, look, I don't think this is working, you tend to keep going with said affair because you're already sad and that is like the one thing in your life at this moment that is making you feel better so you keep going with it and that is when it can start to become that is when it becomes a self-sabotaging behavior because you know what the you know the right thing to do you know that you should stop it but you can't and you keep pursuing it and that's not a this is not your permission to like if you're in an affair or you're contemplating one this is not permission you're like great i'm gonna go have my affair now my advice is if you are in one or you're like contemplating starting one and it's so freaking close like you are so ready to do it um pause put down your phone put down whatever device you're talking to that person on don't see that person and talk to your partner talk to your current significant other and be like hey this is the situation i'm in this is what i'm facing and i think it's about our like, I know that there's something lacking in our relationship, and either we work on it together and try to make amends here, or it's time to talk about changing our relationship, and maybe we are no longer romantically involved, and it's time to either break up or to become a more of a platonic relationship. Uh, or decide that it's time for you guys to leave each other's lives altogether. And that's the advice I would give, because in hindsight, that is what I, um, in hindsight, that's what I would, would have liked to have done myself. And I don't, regret the situations I found myself in because I learned a lot about myself and um, those affairs for me were wake-up calls because I didn't know how bad I had let my life get. I didn't realize how uh, sad and just depressed with my way of life that I was until those affairs, those last two. Um, those were my really big wake-up calls. And 
The emotional affair ended uh, before my monogamous relationship ended. And I was happy about that because I was like, that needed to get out of my life. And I was able to get that out of my life in a way that I was happy. Like, I was glad that that was done and over with. And I put that in a box and was done with it. Um, and the physical affair was much harder to leave. Because it wasn't purely physical. If it was purely physical, I think it would have been much easier. Um, but there were emotions there. There were feelings there. And... Um, in a way, we went on dates. In a way, you could call them that. Um, and we were vulnerable with each other on some shit that was going on in our lives. And that's um, what made it hard. It's because we were both empaths and we were both sympathetic to what the other person was going through. Because we were both having... We're both in, obviously it was an affair, we were both in relationships, and we're both having issues in our with our significant partners. And the relationship the two of us had established had become an escape, and it uh, very much didn't feel like we were in reality. It was like time was standing still when we were together, and... It was also nice because it was our escape and we couldn't talk about it with other people and we didn't talk about it with other people because like we couldn't and so it was like it was this, this shared thing just between the two of us um, and being in a in a saddened anxious state in my life and that person also was in, the, in a similar state mentally and emotionally uh that became yeah an escape and that was it was like a little slice away from reality and that was our adrenaline rush um so that one was harder to end and that one uh it was on and off on and off, um, constantly, like it was never fully on. It would, like, we would, yeah. And um, attempted to keep it going, attempted to pick it up again after I had left my after my relationship had ended and um, I couldn't morally do it because I had started doing so much inner work on myself and questioning why I was in that affair and how his partner must would feel knowing that and um, what that would mean for their family and I 
uh, Morley couldn't do that. And uh, so I was, I put a strict end to it once I was woken up enough in myself and realized all the the people that we'd already hurt and betrayed and considering all the people that could, that we could hurt even more um, had things kept going. And I wasn't gonna let myself do that anymore. Um, so I think, I know that once you comp, once you step out of that mental state, once you start to work your way out of the pit of depression and the anxiety hole, that's when you start to, to wake up and realize the scope of what an affair does. Because when you get into an affair, you know it's gonna hurt your partner if they ever find out. But what no one considers, and what no one, a lot of people don't realize until the damage has been done, is that it's not just the partner. It is their family. It is your family. It is their friends. It is your friends. It's the mutual friends that you guys have established as a couple that will be hurt, betrayed, and disappointed. And if you're an empath, it's really dark in here. Um, <laughs> Um, if you're an empath and you find yourself in an affair, you, you'll feel it. You will feel all the emotions from everyone coming at you. I can still pick up on one of my exes from time to time. It's very, it's gotten less now because it was a long time ago. Um, but a year ago at this point, uh, it was still very strong. And it was very, very negative. There were days where I would wake up and I'd be like, Oh shit, I can feel him. And I've upset him. And to live with that pain really sucks. And it's very hard. And you have to know, you have to be able to forgive yourself for that and what you did to them and their family. Because it's not, it's, like I said, it's not just them, it's everyone. 
the entire family. Um, so, yes, I'm going to start to wrap this up. Because uh, I've been talking for a little bit over 45 minutes on this. I'm really going to hope that the first part of this saved so my internet because my internet crashed um i hope that it's up on the youtube so i'm gonna check after i end this one um but yeah i and now that if you're thinking about having an affairs or if you found yourself in affairs it's uh human nature to not be tied down to one specific person um and like understand that acknowledge that but if you are in a monogamous relationship have the conversation before and if you've already found yourself in an affair and you don't know what to do uh or how to have that conversation with your significant partner you feel like you should. Um, and I would advise you to because you know what? I fucking chickened out. I Yes, now I've had that conversation, but I didn't have it at the time. Um, I had it years later in a very... Uh, in, a, in a... Yeah, I had it years after the fact. And... Um, so I know how hard it can be. So if you're there and you want advice, um, or some guidance on how to have that conversation or reach out to me, I'll put my info and how you can get in touch with me and we can set up a coaching call and talk about all of it because that's what I do. I work mainly with females on getting over past abusive relationships, and it doesn't have to be physically abusive. It's most often uh, emotional abuse and mental manipulation or mental abuse and emotional manipulation. Uh, those are the things that I specialize in and also helping ladies, women come to terms with being in affairs and why they entered into them. There's actually been several studies done and lots of research um, that explains why people get into affairs. Um, and I'm happy to dive into this topic more one-on-one. -on -one. If anyone is interested, I will put the link to uh, one free coaching call. And I'm also going to link my Master of Minds. It's my five-week online mastermind course where it's going to be me and 10 other ladies who are working to towards self-love to release past abusive relationships and all the crummy things that they may have done or experienced and experienced in those relations in their relationships and really acknowledge it, accept it, come to terms with it and 
So we're gonna do a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy exercises on how to reprogram the mindset so that those patterns don't repeat in your future relationships. And we'll also learn the triggers that are associated with those things for you so that you can work on acknowledging them when they come up and nipping them in the butt right away and making different choices instead of following the repeated pattern the patterns that you're that you're going to be tempted to repeat uh, so yeah that's what i do i hope you enjoyed this episode of pillow talk with kate i know it it was unorthodox compared to all the other episodes i've done uh but I just felt like this one had to be this way because I know if I edited it out, if I edited it, um, it would be very surface level and that doesn't help you if you're in that situation. You want someone's firsthand experience and I wanted to be able to give it to you raw, unfiltered, unedited. So this is me, that's my story. And I'm happy to connect and share more about it with you one-on-one -on -one if this calls to you. Thank you so much for sticking with me, watching this episode, part two, and hopefully you saw part one. Much love, and we'll be back to our original programming starting next week, every Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. A new episode will premiere, and right here on the channel, channel, right here on the channel, Pillow Talk with Kate. All right, much love. Have a wonderful night. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whatever time of day, wherever you are, whenever you're watching this, I hope it's freaking wonderful, and I love you. All right. Take care, my little bunnies.